Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 161 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and this week I'm going to be sharing with you four challenges that I'm facing in my business right now. Did anyone notice I did a bit of a different intro then? I don't know what came over me. I just said hello instead of well, welcome back. And I won't lie to you, felt a little bit weird. I think I'll be back to the usual intro next week, but I just thought I'd mix it up and I'm slightly regretting my decision. But that is not important. Nobody really cares about the intro. You're here for the episode itself. And this is an episode that I am looking forward to sharing with you because I did an episode like this a good few months ago. I shared three challenges that I was facing within my business and talked a bit about what the challenges were, what impact they were having and how I was walking myself through them. And you guys seem to really resonate. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, right? The business world is very full of the shiny stuff, the highlight reels, the wins. And I love that. I'm all for celebrating the good stuff, but I think it's really important we talk about the challenges and the not so shiny stuff too. First of all, because they are incredibly prevalent. Is prevalent the right word? Prevalent uh, in business. Hello, challenges are the one consistent thing that you can rely on when you're running a business. But I think also not just to normalize it, I also want to share these episodes to encourage you to think about what your challenges are. I am a big believer that nothing in business has to be a negative or a failure. Everything can hold purpose. Now, that doesn't mean to say that you have to look at everything through rose-tinted glasses and not, you know, allow yourself to feel the feels when things are challenging or when something goes wrong. You are completely allowed to look at a situation and be like, that is really hard or that is really annoying. But what I would say is you don't want to leave it there. I think when we can look at our challenges as learning curves in disguise, running a business gets to feel a whole lot more joyful. We're a lot kinder to ourselves as business owners and we get to learn so much more. I really believe the best way we learn is by doing, but it's not just the doing that creates the learning. It's also the time where you actually step back and see what you can learn. I love creating these episodes because it prompts me to sit down and go, right, what are the challenges that I'm facing and what can I be doing to help myself to walk through them? Now, I was going to give a bit of an update on the three challenges that I faced in in the episode a few months ago, but many of you might not have listened to that episode. I'm, I'm going to guess it's probably not that fresh in your mind. You've probably listened to a few things since tuning into that one. Um, so I thought instead of doing an update on that, I would just give you an updated version and share with you right now in my business what some of the challenges have been. Now, this episode is four challenges. That's because I wrote three and then there was a fourth, which is the fourth and final one, which feels quite raw and honest to share that I was like, I just don't feel right leaving that one out. And it probably says a lot about where my business is at the moment that I <laughs> couldn't only fit it into three. I had to bring four in. But I want to share these with you, as I said, not just to normalize these challenges and hopefully show you that you're not alone, whether you're facing these challenges or others, but also to get you thinking about what this might look like for you. Now, if you need a bit of context on me, my business, who I am, I think if you don't know me, that's probably helpful so you can understand the challenges that I'm about to share. Uh, I am Alice Benham, first of all. That makes it sound like I've got a name like James Bond, like you just recognize it instantly, obviously don't. But my name's Alice Benham. People call me AB, Alice, Ali, Al. Often surprises people, no one in my personal life calls me Alice. So although I'm Alice in my work, to my family and my home friends and everyone that I know outside of work, I'm Al or Ali. 
So there you go, just in case you wanted a pointless fact that you didn't ask for. Um, but that is me. I am a business and marketing strategist. I have been in business since the age of 17. I'm now 23. I've been running the service-based businesses that I have right now for four years. Um, within that business, I do one-to-one work with clients, group programs, courses, and I'm in the process of starting a brand new business, uh, which is a product-based business. Now you will notice said product-based business uh, plays a role in quite a few of these challenges because starting a new business is putting a big stretch on my time. So you're going to notice a real theme throughout this episode, which is that a lack of time or a lack of ability to create more time, I should say, is a big thing that is causing these challenges. But without further ado, let's get into it. The first challenge that I'm really facing in my business, and maybe I should say business is, I'm like a multiple business owner now. Like if you look me up on Companies House, there's two businesses there. Although actually, I'm technically two people on Companies House because I didn't want people to figure out the new business name that I've chosen. So if you want to be a spy, now you know how to go and find it out. Uh, But the first challenge I'm facing in my businesses is making time for two businesses. Now, this issue I feel is quite a self-explanatory one. There's a lot to do. And I already have a pretty demanding full-time, if not more than full-time capacitied business. My service-based business is very full on. It's got one-to-one clients, as I've said, group programs, in-person stuff. There's a lot already going on there. And I've added a whole nother business into the mix. And I've not only added a new business into the mix, just in general, I've also added it into the mix with a timeline of four weeks to creation. So I'm about halfway through in about two to three weeks time, I'm hopefully launching this new business. And whilst that is very exciting, there is a lot to do. And there are so many things to do, it feels, in so many different areas. I, right now, feel like I am just trying to split my brain into about six different sections. Like even within my service-based business, that feels like it's got so many sections to it because there's clients, there's a group program that I'm running. There's an in-person workshop I'm about to run for the first time. There's an event in December that I'm hoping to pull together. More news on that soon. And so already that business feels demanding of my time and almost draining to try and hold all of those different elements. And then you add a whole new business into the mix where I don't really know what I'm doing. It's taking not just a lot of time, but also a lot of headspace. And it just feels like there is a lot. And the hard thing about the lot that I have in front of me is that it's all things that I want to do. It's not like I can look at my list of tasks or kind of priority areas and go, well, I don't really want to be focusing on all of these right now. We can put some of those off the list. Like this is the refined list. Like there are other things within especially my service-based business that I would love to be working on right now, but I just know cannot be a priority. Like that list that I've just read out, that feels like the most condensed I can get it because I have so many different priorities that I really want to move forwards. And a lot of those things are things that I've already committed to. And I didn't feel resentment about it, but you know, there's only so much you can do to make more time. And time is the one limited resource that we have, and it is therefore the most precious one. I saw a quote recently, and I don't like fully agree with it, but I thought it was pretty accurate about how at the start of business, you are time rich and you are money poor. And then as you grow and get more established in business, you become money rich and time poor. Now, as you're going to hear later on in this episode, I'm not feeling super rich in either of those areas right now. However, I can definitely relate to not 
having the time and even saying that out loud, like not having the time, I just want to self-correct. It's about not making the time because I have, well, I would say I have enough time. I've probably overexerted myself a little bit, but it's not about sitting back and magically waiting for the time to appear. It's about making sure that I am prioritizing things correctly. However, as mentioned, hard to do when it feels like those priorities um, are a lot. Now, the impact that this challenge is having is that, as you're probably hearing even just in how I'm speaking about it, I do feel quite frustrated. I'm noticing a rhythm in my week where because it's generally not until like a Friday and a Sunday where I can really move my new business forwards, I am just feeling super antsy basically until I get to that point. I had a bit of a, I'm not going to say a breakdown, but you know, just those like mini silent crying moments where you just need to kind of give yourself a bit of a reality check last week. It was a Wednesday night and I was like, I just don't have enough time. And it's not that I'm procrastinating. I'm being as productive as I can, but I just do not have more time. And I will say here, this is where I have had some real personal growth because in the past I would have sacrificed sleep and my personal life to make more time. And I'm just not willing to do that right now. Like I have seen the light. I'm enjoying a life or at least some of a life. I mean, I could do with a little bit less time working, but you know, give and take it's seasons, but yeah, I'm not willing to not sleep for my seven, eight hours a night. So I do have limited time and I'm trying to make it work within that. And it just feels like there's this kind of constant frustration in me where it's like, I know what I want to do. I've got vision. I've got the plans. I know how to do it, or at least I can Google it and figure it out, but I just cannot move. The analogy that I landed on to explain to myself how I was feeling last week is it kind of feels like I'm stood at the start of a race and I'm like running on the spot, getting my energy up. I know where I'm going. I know that I can get there, but the klaxon hasn't fired and I don't feel like I can really run. And that's kind of how it feels right now. And it's a bit of a messy cycle because the second I get time to work on one area of my business or my businesses, then it feels like I'm neglecting the other. Like I feel like business guilt for not being able to do all the things at once. But I think this is a very real feeling. And I don't think this is something that you ever kind of finish working through as a challenge in business. I think it's an ongoing focus that obviously looks and feels different depending on what's going on. Um, So I do know the things that will help. And the way that I am primarily walking myself through this is with the practical stuff. I am prioritizing super hard right now, which links in with a challenge I'm going to share in a minute. Uh, But I'm just having to look at my list and really prioritize of right what definitely needs to get done and how can I make the time for that? Honestly, my best friend right now is this big A4 plain notepad that I bought from Tesco, big up Tesco, I think it was on a club card deal. And I am sitting down so frequently, just brain dumping all of the thoughts, all of the to-dos that are in my head, and then going through that list and numbering and highlighting and being like, right, these are all of the things. They have varying degrees of urgency and need to get done and... I need to figure out what this list actually needs to look like. I have been numbering my to-do list. I've been calendar blocking the really essential stuff and just doing those practical things that really help. On a more kind of mindset level, I've also been making sure that I'm having realistic expectations of my capacity. You know, time is a limited resource. And whilst I do believe like, yes, we can, you know, outsource and streamline and automate to make ourselves more efficient, 
there's only so much that you can do that with and only a certain extent that you can do that too. So I'm trying to be really realistic with myself. You know, when I start a day, when I'm writing my list, actually questioning what do I have the time to do and how can I set myself up in the best way? Because that feeling of frustration isn't helped by ending a day or ending a week um, and beating myself up for not doing something, despite the fact that I maybe never had the capacity to do that in the first place. So I'm trying to be kind to myself. It's actually links with a conversation I was just having with a client on a one-to-one client call about like giving ourselves a bit more grace and being kinder to ourselves as business owners. I think I'm getting into a slightly like toxic relationship with myself as an employee of my own business where I'm like, must do more, you're doing crap you're not productive enough. And then obviously it's just a horrible experience running my businesses. So I'm just trying to be nicer to myself, celebrating the progress, realizing that, you know, setbacks and unexpected stuff happens, life happens, and that is okay. I'm wondering how many of you are going to relate to that challenge. Maybe not for the same reasons. Maybe you're not starting a business in four weeks because maybe you have a shred of sanity, but maybe because as we're leaving lockdown, I'm definitely feeling this. I say leaving lockdown. I feel like I've been saying that for this whole year, but you know what I mean. As more and more normal life is added back in, figuring out where we are getting that time from, I think is a really important question to ask. I am looking at the next seven weeks of this year, isn't that crazy by the way, literally seven weeks left, uh, and just seeing such a full on schedule. And I love it. And as I said, it's all stuff that I want to do. None of it's easily deleted or canceled, but it's just a lot. So let me know if that's a challenge that you relate to, but that is my first one. Struggling to make the time for two businesses, which you'll see that does link with a lot of these challenges, including the next one, which is my second challenge, which is I am struggling to show up online consistently. Cue everybody going me too, past AB going me too, and probably future AB going me too. Now, the issue here is, I think, pretty self-explanatory, but I am struggling to be consistent on all the platforms that I want to be consistent on. I have four main platforms in my business. I send emails, I shop on Instagram, I share this podcast, and I also, which is a new one, I'm showing up on LinkedIn. Um, And that's four separate platforms that all require, to a degree, pretty frequent content. The tricky thing here is, I know exactly what I need to be doing in those places. I know what I share to my email list, I kind of know what to be talking about on LinkedIn. That's a newer one. So there are some question marks there. So whilst I would like to, I can't really use the excuse of I don't know what to do or I don't have the time. Because as I said earlier, it is about making the time for these things. I think with this, this is more of a mindset issue where I in my business, as I've already talked about a bit, am very all or nothing. And this is especially true when it comes to showing up online. I know what I'm capable of. I know that I can be showing up really frequently with high quality content that is engaging, that is selling what I do, but not in a salesy way, that is growing my audience. I know that I can show up online really well. But I also know that I can be the absolute opposite of that. I can completely disappear. I can be sporadic. And I can often see it that those are my two options. I am either all or I am nothing. And this is something that I don't think I am alone with. I've had a lot of conversations with clients recently, some of it to do with this topic of showing up online, but a lot of the time just to do with how we show up for our businesses as a whole, where we're like, unless it can be the top level I'm just not going to do it. And unless I can achieve the full potential, then there's just no point 
trying. And I think that is a mindset that can stop us from taking the messy, the curious and the consistent action, which is so fundamental, not just to business, but especially to showing up online. I could easily say I'm struggling to show up online because I don't have the time oh, because, you know, it's just so hard with two businesses. And like, sure, as I said, it is hard finding the time, but I know what I need to be doing. I'm just making life hard for myself by having the wrong expectations and adopting a mindset that makes it hard for me to just show up with what I am capable of showing up with. I am so hard on myself where I'm like, if we cannot be everything, then we may as well be nothing. And it's so flipping dramatic because I think we've also got to remember nobody else really cares about what we're sharing as much as we do. I think that's part of the reason I have that expectation because I'm like, well, I want to show up in the best way so people see the best version of me and the best version of my business. And I can overthink how much things really matter when in reality, we are all too wrapped up in our own little worlds and businesses to be caring that much about what other people are doing. Now, the impact that this challenge is, is having, the impact of me not showing up consistently is first up, it's stopping me from laying the foundations for future launches and things happening in my business. I'm in a place right now where I'm doing a lot of internal work, not really launching anything right now. So that's kind of where I'm not feeling an urgency to show up online. But at some point I will be launching stuff. Up. Like this product based business is going to be launched. And by not showing up online right now, I am stopping myself from laying the foundations for that launch. Like, sure, not showing up for the next three weeks, like my audience isn't going to disappear. But if I show up for the next three weeks and prime people and get people used to hearing from me and kind of rebuild relationship with people or just continue to build relationship with people, that launch is going to land in a better way. Just because I can afford to be a bit inconsistent doesn't mean that I should. And I think I can get quite lazy and comfortable because I'm like, well, like word of mouth sustains my one-to-one and I know that people will still be there, but I need to remember, hey, Alice, that's fine. But if you want the best results that you're capable of, you've got to put in the work. So that's the main impact that it's having is just on the growth of my business. Like, you know, everything is fine. Not showing up for a little while does not, you know, nobody dies, everything's all right, but it obviously is going to have an impact on future stuff. Um, and the other impact that this challenge is having is that it is making me just a little bit worried about how it's going to feel to add more platforms in. This new business is separate to mine. It's not going to exist under the same brand and therefore the same platforms as my business currently does. So I'm about to go from four platforms to I don't know how many. There's definitely going to be an Instagram. There's going to be an email list. There's going to be a website to sustain. So even just that three more platforms for me to add in, I need to make sure that I am good and I'm able to be consistent with what I've got before those come into play. I see this a lot with clients. Like if what you currently have is not solid, you are only going to make things more messy and more challenging by adding more stuff into the mix. And I do think with this, walking myself through this challenge is a big mindset shift. As I said, I don't think it's a really practical one. When I am mapping out my content at the start of the week, which is a, a habit and a routine that I need to get myself back into, and I'm not doing it because I kind of know that I don't have to, but I should. Um, and that's not a should by other people. That is a should that I am deciding for me um, is looking at that content plan and deciding what is really going to move the needle forward. That mindset that I was talking about of like, I'm either going to be doing everything or I'm going to be doing nothing. 
I have to really walk myself through and actually look objectively at what my plan is and go, right, I maybe cannot do everything because I don't have the capacity right now. So what would the middle ground possibly look like? If I can't show up every day on Instagram stories or I can't share that super incredible guest episode that I just don't have the capacity to travel into London and record in person, what might be the next best thing? talk with clients a lot about like, what is the low hanging fruit? What are the easy wins? What are the things that are going to not take a ton from you, but still give a similar result? And I think I need to look at my marketing in that way. I need to remember that nobody is looking at what I'm sharing as uh, critically as I am. And I think as well, I need to look at balancing consistency with quality. Like absolutely quality is important. You know, getting off of that pendulum between all or nothing isn't about not caring about quality and being like, well, I don't care about doing it the best, so I'm just gonna do it the worst. But it's about finding the equilibrium point between consistency and quality, where you care about doing things to your best ability, but you also care about consistency. And you manage to, I say balance, I mean, it's a constant work in progress, isn't it? But you are learning to bring the two into the mix. And I think planning ahead, making it easy for myself to do this is a big thing. I'm always surprising myself. Like if I just, you know, actually go on to Canva, I can kind of make a post in about 10 minutes. I just make up in my head that it's going to be this like crazy long task because again, my brain jumps to this extreme of like, we need to make a fully produced video and get me a videographer and blah, blah, blah. Um, But I do wonder if outsourcing is part of the long-term solution too, especially with the new business being added into the mix. I just don't think I'm capable of sustaining that much content. And I don't think I want to, like, I love running my businesses and I do love marketing. I really do. It's something that gets me so excited. You'll have heard me in last week's episode, get super passionate about it. Um, but that is a lot of content. So I'm looking at getting perhaps a intern. It would be a paid intern by the way, um, or a Kickstarter perhaps, um, or just a new team member who can support with content creation on that side. But that is more of a long-term solution rather than something that's going to help me right now. Uh, So that is my second challenge, showing up online consistently, wondering how many of you feel me on that one. Uh, And that moves me on to my third challenge right now, which is I am struggling to say no to opportunities and to say no to clients. Now, before you tell me that this is the most arrogant and the most smug challenge I just want to say, I understand how it sounds, but I'm just being honest. This is a challenge that I'm facing in my business right now. And I think whatever stage of business you're at, learning to say no is such an important thing. And it is not something that I am good at. Like, actually, let me reframe that. I am, I've got better at saying no to things. I used to say yes to absolutely everything. And I would say yes to opportunities which didn't actually align with my business or things that just weren't a good fix. I just thought you meant to say yes to everything in business, right? And I've learned a lot of lessons over the years about only saying yes to things that really align with my values, you know, only collaborating with people where it feels like a fit on that front. And, you know, especially with clients, I I don't take people on if it doesn't feel like I'm a fit for them and vice versa. So I am good at saying no in those instances, but I've kind of got to the point, and this really links back to my first challenge of just not having much time at the moment, where even once I've put opportunities and possible things through that filter, I'm still saying yes to too much. I am very used to saying yes to all of the exciting things because I want to do them. They're fun. They're exciting. I like the variety that comes with running a business. Very often these outside opportunities are 
new things and they feel a bit different. I'd probably also say yes a lot because I feel like I should. There's probably a bit of a scarcity mindset within this where I think, oh, well, if I if I don't say yes to this client, you know, when will the next one come around? Or, you know, even on the more kind of emotional side, it maybe feels like a little bit arrogant to say no. And I'm like, well, who am I to say no to that, you know, great opportunity that's come through? You know, I should say yes, that's the right thing to do. And I think it's just getting me to the point right now where I am committing too much of my energy. And this this point here doesn't apply to clients because obviously that's, you know, they're paying me to give them the energy, but more like free opportunities, um, you know, to collaborate with people or features. I, I just notice I'm giving out energy to other people and other projects when I don't really have that energy to give. And as a result, that energy isn't able to be given in the places that it really needs to go, like within my current businesses. Uh, It was such a big learning for me in my first few years of business that actually saying yes to everything, although that feels like the best thing for everyone else because you're doing what they want you to do and you're giving yourself out, is actually really detrimental to other people. When I say yes to too many things, I then start sacrificing on the quality of what I'm bringing in all the areas of my life. When I commit too much to other opportunities, my clients would would take a hit because I would bring less to my relationship with them. When I'm saying yes too much to even clients and taking on more people than I can feasibly commit to, I am then sacrificing on the way I show up for my friends and people in my personal life because I don't have the capacity to bring that time and energy there. I think it was my dad said to me, when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. And everything has a yes, no exchange. So by saying yes to an opportunity, yes to a new client, well, there's something else that I'm saying no to. I might be saying no to time with my friends. I might be saying no to time off and rest. I might be saying no to having a day to catch up on admin, albeit very boring, quite essential within my business. I think I've got to give myself a little bit of a recentering here and just remind myself, actually, what are my priorities in this season and how are my yeses and my noes really aligning with that? I think part of the solution here is being more strategic. So if someone wants to get me involved in something, not just giving out a blanket immediate yes, but thinking, hey, how can I maybe align this with my priorities? You know, if someone wants me to be on their podcast, which is such an honor, I absolutely love that. Could I make sure that that comes out around the time of my product-based business launch so that that's not just serving them and their audience, but it's also helping to work towards something in my business? Perhaps I've also got to up the um, standards of what, standard sounds like a horrible word. You know what I mean? Almost add some filters in maybe of how I decide what I say yes and what I say no to. I think really this is a mindset shift where I think every time in business you grow, you've kind of got to step into this new mindset and it's like, okay, I'm now a two business owner and likely that will have an impact on my capacity to do extra things. And that doesn't mean that I don't want to do it or that I'm ungrateful or anything like that. It just means that I've got to be really strategic and really intentional. So I think that was actually quite similar to a challenge that I shared in the previous episode. I mean, I think saying no is a constant thing to learn how to do it. It feels very anti-business and very anti-the world, but I think is a really important thing, especially in a season like this where time is not necessarily at its plenty. Uh, So that is my third challenge. And my fourth and final challenge, which as I said, is one that I wasn't going to share, but 
you know, I, I want to share the honest stuff and it, it's not always glamorous running a business and this is the reality of it. Well, not that this is unglamorous, but it's just not, I don't know, we don't talk about money much. Uh, my fourth challenge is that the business, or I should say my service-based business is not massively growing in terms of profit at the moment. And I use that word profit very intentionally. You might know over the last year in my business, I have gone VAT registered. That is a milestone that I was really excited to reach. I'm really proud to reach, but it's also one that I put off for a long time because logistically it does add some complications into the business. If you are not familiar, VAT is something that you have to charge once your business reaches a certain level of revenue. And once you hit the VAT threshold, you don't have a choice about it. You can go VAT registered before the threshold, but I didn't want to because once you hit it, you then have to pay 20% of your revenue or it's not quite 20%. It's basically like 20% on top of what you normally charge back to the government and you have to charge back VAT. Now being registered also means you get to claim back VAT so it does have a bit of a positive kickback and it can work out for the good. Uh, but in my business where not many of my clients or students are VAT registered themselves, so they can't claim it back. It did mean that I took a bit of a hit in terms of my profit. I didn't want to swallow all of the VAT myself, but I also didn't want to fully add it on top and make my work inaccessible. So I kind of met it in the middle and basically took about 10% profit off of my prices. Now, I'm not saying that's what everyone should do when they hit the threshold. It's completely down to you. And there was a lot of conversations with my accountant that led to that decision. Um, but the impact of that decision is that although my business is making more at the moment than it did, say, this time last year, the profit looks very similar. And I'm not really in a position with my service-based business right now to really want to be pushing that profit up. If anything, I am doing more work at the moment, which isn't as profitable as it maybe could be. Like I'm looking to do more events, more in-person work, and just the nature of that work compared to something like an online course, which is a lot more profitable and a lot more scalable the profit margins just aren't as high. And that is a decision that I have consensually and happily made. You know, in business, there are often trade-offs. And I know that there'll be a point where I kind of look to bring in more of those activities that are profitably scalable. That's a new phrase I've come up with. But right now, it's just that there isn't a ton of profit being added to the business. Now, I have buffers, I have savings, so everything is all good in the hood. Don't need to worry about me. But it is just meaning that I kind of have this like feeling in the back of my head of like, where is the more profit? Where is the more profit? You know what I mean? Where is the profit coming from. Not just because I want my profit to be growing in my current business, but also because I'm starting a new business. So I'm spending a lot of time doing work which isn't making any money right now. And I'm also needing a lot of money to invest in this new business. Like, hello, product-based, flipping Nora, so many costs involved. And that obviously is a cost that can't just come out of thin air and right now has been coming out of my current business. So aside from kind of the, I don't want to say pressure because I'm not reacting to it by doing anything. I'm always just feeling it and letting it be. Um, but I guess alongside that feeling, the other impact that this is having, which is more personally, uh, is that my personal finances aren't growing. I'm usually in a position where what I'm paying myself kind of allows me to personally grow um, my finances. And that really aligns with my kind of personal goals for the next year. I really would love to invest in some kind of property next year. That's one of my really kind of very clear goals and not increasing the profit within my business. And if anything, spending more money setting up a new business 
isn't massively working towards or aligning with that goal. Now, I know this is a short-term challenge uh, once this new business is up and running. I know that that won't you know, begin to be kind of financially sufficient on its own. Um, and I will have the capacity to put then more time and energy into upping the profit in my current business. And there's lots of other solutions that I could do, but right now that feels like the best way. It is just something that I am feeling out. Now, I am looking into getting a loan for my new company. That is something I'm looking into literally today. It's on today's to-do list. So I'm hoping that might be a good solution just to kind of help take the pressure off my current business and allow me to keep my reserves. Um, But in terms of other action, there's not a ton of practical stuff that's happening here, but I guess it will be maybe a good thing to have a look at like the spending in my business to see if there's anything I can cut. But I don't want to be too drastic with it. Like it's not, I, I don't want to make out that it's a bigger problem than it is and then put myself into a real kind of scarcity mindset. I just want to make sure that I'm being sensible and even just talking it out loud kind of helps me to rationalize it and understand it better. So that is my fourth and final challenge. Uh, The profit in my service-based business is not growing in the way that it might be nice for it to, but I don't say that because the business can't make more profit. I just don't have the vision and the time right now to do that. And actually, I'm really excited about doing some other things which maybe aren't as profitable, but do tick maybe other boxes. So that's that one. Um, And that rounds us up for this episode and four big challenges that I'm facing in my business, or as I said, maybe I should say in my businesses right now. I would be so interested to hear, did you resonate with any of these? Do you feel that you are going through some of these challenges? Do you have any encouragements for me? Perhaps you're on the other side of these challenges. I would love to hear more. And what are some of the challenges that you're facing? I think although it can feel a little bit scary to almost consider and reflect on the negative, I think there is so much learning that can come from it. And whether you get those lessons in the moment, I tend to find that challenges teach me the most when I'm looking back on them. But I think looking at challenges that you're facing right now can really just help to ground you, like taking some time to really reflect on what is causing friction, what doesn't feel good, and what can you do that might help yourself to relieve some of that friction or just to walk your way through this challenge, I think is a really helpful exercise for us as business owners. And it really puts us in the driver's seat where things aren't happening to us, but we feel like we are in control. And it's not always that you can control that challenge's existence, but you can control how you respond to it. And it's that autonomy that I think allows us to still stay steering the ship of our businesses in the direction that we want to take them in. So do come and share over on Instagram. I'm at Alice underscore Benham, your thoughts, feelings, everything else on this episode. I will be back in your ears next week with another episode. And Emily and I worked out this morning. There's only like seven or something episodes until the end of the year, which is absolutely crazy. So it's going to be a strong end to the year here at Starting the Conversation. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I will link in the show notes as well, some behind the scenes videos that I've been creating of setting up this new business. So if your ears pricked when I talked about that and you maybe want to hear a little bit more or watch a little bit more, I should say, uh, that'll be linked in the show notes. But that is it for another episode. Have an amazing week. I am cheering you on, whatever you're up to, whatever you're doing, I have no doubt it's going to be great. So keep at it and we'll speak soon.